This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, my guest is Andre Mikhoff, and he is with the Trademark Factory. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So what what made you start up uh, the Trademark uh, Factory? Um, fear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, look, it's a, it's, a, it's a long story. I was an intellectual property lawyer for many years back uh, in Russia, where I was born. Uh, and then I moved to Canada 16 years ago because I was seeking to go to a country that I thought respected intellectual property or respected capitalism a lot more than a lot more than Russia did. So I went through my uh, three years of Canadian law school, uh, got my license, and then realized that no one wanted to hire me. There were no firms that uh, gave me an offer. So I discovered uh robert kiyosaki's book rich dad poor dad oh yeah and uh i was sitting in the bathtub as i typically do like that's my thinking time before i go to bed there's you know always an hour of bathtub for me right so reading the book and i'm like if i can't start a small law firm that would make me enough money to survive uh maybe you know my success as a lawyer in russia had nothing to do with me, just had uh, just, just you know, a uh, lucky circumstance. So I said to myself, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot and we'll see how it goes. So I started the law firm and um, very quickly, very quickly, I realized that um, there was something missing, something missing from that equation. Clients, I had no idea how to get them uh, because before then, um, my entire career, the clients came to me. I've done work for Apple, I've done work for Microsoft, I've done work for J.K. Rowling, like all the big names you can think of. I've done something for them. It all started with my father, who was a famous composer in Russia, who one day caught a radio station that stole his song and turned that into an ad for Samsung. Uh-huh. And he came to me and asked me if I could help him take them to court, right? And I had no idea about copyright and really nothing, but I admired him so much that I said, sure, let's let's give it a shot. And that's how I became an IP lawyer, right? Yeah. So going back to, to uh, Canada, um, no one gave me an interview. I started my firm and realized I needed clients. And so at that point, I started basically consuming everything there was about marketing, sales, and... Um, trying to figure out how do I get those people in the door when there are all those established law firms and there's this new guy who just came from Russia. Like, right. how do I how do I get enough clients to make a living? 
Uh, and uh, that's how I came up with the idea of Trademark Factory initially as a marketing gimmick, really, uh, just to give people something that nobody offered uh, back in the day, a flat fee, 100% uh, money back guarantee, and a search that will tell them whether what they have is trademarkable uh, without them having to pay if it wasn't trademarkable. Right. And uh, very quickly, I realized that there was a lot more than a marketing gimmick. It was actually a very solid offer that gave people what they wanted to get. And uh, up to this day, uh, we, we haven't seen anyone who fully uh, copied us. So they're, they're, they're starting to pop up some people who are trying to do something very similar, um, but most of them are missing this element or that element and that screws up the whole picture. But to, 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 to your question, how did I, how did I, how did I start it? Well, fear because I got really scared that I ran out of money in Canada. I uh, was pretty much running out of options. I really didn't want to uh, go back to Russia with my tail behind my legs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I really didn't want to starve because I'm kind of wasn't, I, I thought about it for a little bit. I'm like, no. Uh, so right. uh, it, it, it was, it, it was born out of necessity, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So explain to our listeners, why is it so important um, to have a trademark? What does it do for you? Um, okay, so let's start with with the, a step before then. Okay. Um, a trademark really is just a legal protection for the brand. So let's start with why you need a brand. Uh, and uh, my easiest way to explain that is if you open your credit card statement, uh, and look at the last 20 things you bought, uh, you will see that it, it, it's, it's all brands. Uh, right. you, you, you shop at a branded place, you buy stuff that's branded, you buy services that are branded, and that's probably the reason you buy them. Uh, and if you take it one step further, you'll see that all of those brands that you have on your credit card statement are, are all trademarked. So there's, there are three big benefits why you want to get your brand trademark. First is that it minimizes the risk of someone else trademarking your brand first and then forcing you out of your own brand or what you thought was your own brand because you don't own a brand until you've trademarked it. Uh, you know, starting a company under that brand, getting a domain name, starting a Facebook page, none of that stuff protects your brand. Uh, it at best gives you uh, arguments that you could use in court, hoping to prove that you've got what's called the common law trademark. But uh, in reality, uh, it's it's just a really silly way to waste your brand and waste a lot of money. Because even if you win uh, that common law trademark dispute, it's going to cost you close to 100 grand. And for what? When you could have easily done that for a fraction of that. So the second benefit is that a registered trademark allows you to go after copycats who use brands similar to yours to compete with you. Uh, and uh, the similar to yours part is very important because trademarks are not just about identical matches. They're about lookalikes, soundalikes, alikes, things like that. Uh, synonyms, you know, added prefixes, suffixes. And... Um, Without registered trademark, you send a demand letter. What do the other guys do? They go ask the lawyer, well, 
what 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 you would do about it the lawyer checks if you bother to trademark your brand and if the answer is no the lawyer is probably going to tell them look they didn't bother spending a little bit of money to trademark their brand they're never going to find the money that they will need to to launch a litigation because right. it just that doesn't right. make sense lack of trademark protection shows the world that you don't care about your brand enough uh and uh, if you send them a letter and it is trademarked then the lawyer is probably going to make an initial assessment about whether they can get away with that and if the answer is no uh, he'll probably suggest ways for them to kind of surrender and walk away with the minimal damage um that's that's the biggest reason because I understand that a lot of people here uh, on, on, on the show are not going to necessarily going to want to, you know, sue everybody right and left for trademark infringement. That's right. not what trademarks are for. Trademarks are like, like insurance policy. Uh, it's not that you want your house to burn down when you have a policy. It's that you hope that it doesn't, but in case it does, right? right? So same, same thing with uh, trademark litigation. When you have trademark registration, um, most cases you won't need to go to court because the lawyers on the other side are going to know what, what what the chances are and they wouldn't want to waste the client's money uh and the third benefit the third benefit with uh about uh, trademark registration is that it builds your brand into an asset that you can monetize you can sell it you can license it you can franchise it uh you can treat it as uh as an asset uh, if you're seeking outside investors all of that is going to influence the valuation of your business a lot. So I remember, you know, back in Russia when I was on on with with the biggest international law firm in the world, uh, Baker McKenzie. I I've done quite a few due diligence reports on the intellectual property side, and what we were looking for always is. Is this protected? Is that protected? Is the name protected? Is the logo protected? Is the tagline protected? And if the answer was no, then we would say, well, you know, it's not protected. Anyone can take it. And uh, this could result in, you know, un un unnecessary, unnecessary problems. And speaking of, you know, war stories uh, in Russia, one of those most, one of the most painful ones was uh, Starbucks. Uh, someone trademarked their brand there okay. uh, before they were able to come into the market. It took them seven years, seven years to get their own trademark back. Uh, and uh, the lawyers were very happy. The, the law firm got a lot of money <laughs> from them. Um, but to them, it wasn't just about the money they spent on lawyers. It's about the money they didn't make selling coffee. Right. That's a much big, bigger problem. So, you know, uh, trademarks and brands, they are important because that's how serious businesses, they, that's how they make their money. First, you work for your brand, then the, work, the, the brand works for you, but only if you own it. Right. Now, it, 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 you know, I'm going to say it sounds like there's a lot of work to, um, to getting something trademarked. Um, and, and how do you guys differ? Because you talked about that you work for other law firms and stuff like that that, that did this stuff. So how how does uh, Trademark Factory differentiate itself from all these other law firms that, that do this kind of thing? Sure. So, I mean, the, the legal part of it is the same 
when you're dealing with someone who's competent and there's a lot of competent trademark attorneys out there. Uh, what makes us different are is, is really the approach is how we package everything uh, to match what business owners are looking for. Okay. Uh, and uh, we almost, I, I could say we productize the service because for brand owners, trademarking is binary. You either get it or you don't. You don't really care uh, how it was done, what took us to get you there. You know, uh, all you care about is, is it doable? And if it's yes, did you get it from me? So that's how we uh, made the service to the world. So basically the, the first thing we're gonna do once you become a client is we will do a comprehensive trademark search to evaluate whether it's doable or not. Uh, and uh, if it's not, we're gonna tell you, hey, we have a problem here and you can either get all your money back. So essentially you get a free opinion on why we think it's a problem. right? Uh, or you can send to us any number of follow-up options until you pick a brand that you love and that will tell you it's trademarkable, right? Uh, and uh, assuming we go forward with it, uh, with a trademark that we told you is trademarkable, uh, if there's any complications along the way, uh, and usually there are, um, because there's a human on the other end of the line, uh, right. and uh, th this is just part of the process, right? They write you something back and you have to come up with arguments why you're right and they're wrong. Uh, so all of that is included. The client never has to pay anything on top of that. And if at the end of the day, we fail to give them the registration, they get all their money back. Uh, so that's that's what makes it different. That's the unique uh, offer that Trademark Factory has. Gotcha. Now, it, in going through this, because it sounds like to me that, you know, okay, I've been in business for almost 25 years and um, you know, if I haven't gotten my, um, brand trademarked at this point, you know, and again, you're saying it's important to get it, get it trademarked. If I'm not able to do that, obviously that's, that, that hurts me. So it sounds like people really should be looking at getting the, the trademark done when they first are starting up their business. That's in case the they need to make any changes, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to do it in year one than year 25. Exactly, exactly. It's much easier, a lot less painful. One of our clients actually uh, worded it best. Uh, he said, uh, if you, um, yeah. if, as he said, if you're married to your brand, but you can't have it, get a divorce. Right. You know, uh, and and we had the, the very similar situation. We had a client who was, who was running his brand, her brand, uh, for uh, 20, 21 years, I think. Uh, some, something really interesting, something very brand-centered. Uh, they had books around it. They had all sorts of materials around it. And finally, they thought that they were big enough to go get that trademarked. And we did our search and told them that they couldn't. Uh, and uh, they were extremely upset. Uh, they they challenged our competency, basically said, you guys know nothing about trademarks. We've been doing this for years, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, good luck, you know. Uh, and funny enough, they, uh, they reached out to us about four months after uh, that someone 
the, the, the company whose trademark boy identified, they went after them. Right. Obviously, oh, wow. we didn't we, we didn't tell them, of course. Right. Right. And that's that's not what we do. But they had the uh, uh, they, they had the uh, the courage to actually go back and acknowledge that we were right and they were wrong. And uh, they had to rebrand and uh, we're doing their new trademark. So and I look as, as a business owner and someone who had this experience with my dad. I understand how painful it is when yeah. someone takes the stuff that only exists because you created it. Uh, that's really the reason I do what I do. That's that's what makes me, makes me passionate. But uh, you have to take steps to protect what's yours uh, before somebody takes it. It's 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 not all rainbows and lollipops. The, the, right. The, the, yeah. it, it, now, so if. if... I guess what recommendation do you have for somebody who it's like, okay, they're, they're in whatever they're in their 21st year um, or, or so, or 15th year, whatever it is. Um, a lot of people are going to think, Oh, I, it, it's too late for me now to now go out and get, get um, trademarked or mm -hmm. uh, my company name is too generic to get trademarked. What advice do you have for them? Well, if your name is generic, you can't trademark that. That's that's true. Uh, but it also means that you don't have a brand. Uh, it, it, it means that you're generic. Uh, and uh, maybe it's a good opportunity to, 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 to look back and think, maybe you should have built a brand for yourself. Uh, the, the second... The second thing here is that, again, look at it as, as fire insurance. If you had a house that didn't burn down for the first 20 years, uh, does it necessarily mean that fire insurance is, is a stupid investment? It could right. be. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, one of my favorite uh, sayings around this is, what will be the first thing that people are going to ask you if your house burns down? Was Fear it insurance? insurance. Right. And uh, how would you feel if the, your answer is no? Right. It's exactly the same thing with uh, the you know, trademark disputes, right? Or brand disputes. Uh, if something happens, someone steals your brand, that's going to be the first question people are going to ask you do you have a trademark? And uh, imagine if your answer is no. Right. So uh, whether you are day three or you know, day three thirty thousand doesn't really matter if you haven't done it yet, uh, and you feel that there is value in your brand. Because look, there are businesses where brand doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, like if you are, uh, I don't know, CPA, just you know, you're you're you are your your own accountant, mm -hmm. right? Uh, people know you as you know. Bob Brown and uh, everyone loves your services. Like you don't, you don't need a brand because it's just you. Uh, and uh, when you're done with this business, you know, if you die, if you retire, there's no business anymore. You're just going to sell the the client book, and that's it. Right. Uh, you probably don't need a trademark, but if you are H and R Block, right, uh, with probably less qualified accountants than Bob Brown uh what what do they have they have the brand they have the brand that makes it easier for people to find them for people to uh 
to trust them. And, and, and again, this is not about, you know, bashing Bob Brown or H&R sure. Block, right? It's, 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 it's about how, 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 just to give you an example, right? Because they have the brand. It doesn't matter the accountant name who actually does the tax thing for you with H&R Block, right? right? So uh, you, you should ask yourself a question, is brand important to me? And if the answer is yes, then the next question is, is it important enough for me to not want to lose it? Right. Uh, and if the answer to that is yes, then well, trademarking is really the only way to do it. Right. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, with, with trademarks, there's many different jurisdictions that that you're going across. How how does uh, Trademark Factory handle that um, dealing with so many different jurisdictions? Yeah. So most of the trademark we follow are in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, we use attorneys in every country or registered agents as necessary. Obviously, we're not physically on the ground in every single country in the sure. world. We do trademarks in Dubai. We do trademarks in Europe. We do trademarks in China, like everywhere. Um, probably Canada and U.S. combined would give us about 95% of the trademarks that we file. Okay. If, if, if you have a weird request, like you really need a trademark in Lebanon, like we can do that for you. Okay. Okay. Um, but I guess, you know, I mean, you guys have the experience to be able to, to do things kind of everywhere. Cause obviously with you, with your background and everything else, and, and you even, you know, like you said, when you, when you moved from, from Russia to Canada, you know, you, you, you went to, to law school in Canada to get your, um, you know, to get your degree there and, and also your license. So, um, you're able to successfully prepare, register, and defend any of the trademarks that you guys do wherever they're at. So, so, so like I said, we use local professionals on the ground. Right. So we understand internally enough about the general way trademarks work. And mm -hmm. that is pretty much universal, right? There are differences, of course, between countries. Canada is sure. not the same as US. US is not the same as Europe. Europe is not the same as Singapore. But those differences are relatively small and we know what to look at, okay. um, right? And once we understand them, uh, it's easy for us to have a communication with the attorney on the other side and basically tell them, we need this, 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 and this. And uh, we are not going to buy some of the stuff that an unsophisticated brand owner would buy because we know, right? right. And that's 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 the big difference because uh, they 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 talk to us differently. Yeah, yeah, because you have the experience and you know, that's yeah. for sure. Um, what uh, challenges do you see coming? I mean, obviously. You know, going through COVID has changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, what challenges do you see um, coming in the next couple of years um, with with trademarks and and how that's going to happen? Because it seems to be so many more people are now popping up with these side hustles, these businesses, and stuff like that. So, what do you see happening in the next couple of years with trademarks? Thanks, thanks for this question. This is actually, when COVID hit, I got terrified that the business was over. I'm like, who's going to need a trademark now? Right. Uh, and uh, 
that that's when we had our hockey stick because uh, people who are getting laid off and people who are seeing their friends get laid off for nothing. Right. Uh, um, they got really scared and uh, they got really pissed off enough to say, if I'm, if I'm not going to give my dream a shot of starting my own business, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm never going to do it. So they went out and did it. Right. Uh, and uh, we had a ton of requests. And like I said, that was a big surprise to me. It's now easy for me to justify it uh, after the fact. Right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's funny because we had a, so with, in, with Trademark Factory, every quarter we have a quarterly meeting. And uh, for each quarter, we have a theme. Kind of one most important thing that that uh, determines the direction of everything we do during that quarter. So, in uh, in Q two of twenty twenty, our theme was to not run out of money. Like that, yeah, that was. I think that I think it. that was a lot of people's theme then. Big big because. Like before, then it was like you know, let's let's uh, let's uh, you know increase sales. Let's do this. Let's do that. Not run out of money. <laughs> and yeah. uh, every time somebody would come up with a genius idea, let's do this. Like, how does it help us not run out of money? If it helps, we do it. If it doesn't help, we don't. Right. Um, so, um, I think that uh, with mass layoffs that we're seeing now from tech. Uh, that's another wave that we're going to see because guess where all of those amazing coders are going to go to? Uh, now, if if they're if all the big tech companies are firing, they're not going to go from Facebook to Google or the other way around. They'll have to go somewhere else, uh, and most of them are going to uh, find themselves either starting a new startup or joining one. Right. And all of them are going to have brands and all of them are going to need trademarks. Uh, and uh, it's not just about coders. It's about everybody, because like I said, those mass layoffs, we hear about those thousands of really competent people getting fired. Um, there are tens and hundreds of thousands more that we don't hear about, Right. but they're happening. Yeah. Uh, they're happening. And uh, um really the it was a lot easier for people to come up and defend a brand 10 years ago 20 years ago than it is now because the number of trademarks being filed is growing exponentially right. uh, in us in us they uh, uh they filed more than 700,000 trademarks every year wow 700,000 trademarks that's what 2 2000 a day my yeah. my math is right. That's a lot of trademarks. Oh yeah. Uh, in Canada, that's uh, about seventy thousand. In China, it's seven million. Wow. So yeah, that's a lot. In, in China, they pretty much trademark old <laughs> letter combinations at this point, right. uh, and uh, it becomes a problem. It becomes a uh, it becomes a problem, especially since trademarks are done on a per country basis. So uh, you have to you have to be very proactive and you have to be very vigilant about what you're doing with your brand and brand protection. Right. Right. Andrea, I've kind of thrown a lot at you and, and you know, it's 
Ben, um, you know, I, I think the listeners are getting a lot out of this because, again, you know, it, it's very important to do that trademark to protect what you're building. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, what have I not asked you that you wish I had? Mm. I mean, I can't talk about trademarks for days, probably. Right, right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I can talk about trademarks, I can talk about business. It's just so exciting. You know, I probably did. Okay, so I'm, I'm just gonna, I don't, I don't know how to formulate how the question should have sounded. Right. I'm just gonna uh, give you the answer without really hearing the question. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the things that I'm really mesmerized with in terms of my journey as 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 uh, as Andre uh, is that what started with me being an intellectual property lawyer with uh, an entrepreneurial inkling uh, really turned into me becoming an entrepreneur who just happens to know a thing or two about IP, right? Uh, and uh, that is. That has been very beneficial for, for not just for me and Trademark Factory, but also I believe for our clients because I can understand them so much better now compared to when I was just a lawyer wearing a suit and tie and uh, right. there and pushing paperwork. Uh, because um, when you're just in a in a, a law firm's office, all you care about is billable hours, right? Uh, you know, you get your file, you write a memo, you you, you do something smart, uh, you record the number of minutes it took you, and you're done. Uh, and you somehow assume that clients have unlimited budgets, and they don't. Right. <laughs> uh, even the biggest ones, they don't. Uh, like I've 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 done trademark work for like Nike and many many other companies. I've 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 uh, I've, uh, I've named but even they have limited budgets even they have to think about priorities uh but when you think about a a, a guy who's who's terrified uh of of the new world trying to figure out how do i make the payroll how do i right. do this how do i do that um i think that me being in their shoes and seeing stuff uh, that happens to you as a business owner makes it a lot uh, easier for me to connect with them because um, I, th I think that this allows me, allows them to see that I'm not just trying to sell them something that they don't need. I'm trying right. to help show them that there are things they don't need and they have, shouldn't worry about them, but there are a few things that they need to do before it's too late, right? So I, th I think that's that's kind of uh, again. I, I I don't know how the, the question should have right. <laughs> sounded, but right. I think that that that's something that I wanted to share with your audience. Yeah, I think it. I mean, I I agree with you in the fact that it's like you know you've had the fight to make payroll to pay yourself and pay your people, mm -hmm. um, and I think that if you haven't been through that before, you know it's you know like you're saying it's just like okay yeah I'm just you know. It put pushing the paper and and not having that connection and I think that that's always important as a business owner to be able to have a connection with your with your clients um 
because it, it it makes for a very different relationship. It's not transactional anymore. Yeah, very yeah. true. So, Andre, people like what they've what they've heard, and they want to talk to you. They want to you know get some help. How can they reach out to you at Trademark Factory? All right. So there's really two two possibilities. Both of them, I mean, there are more, but two are the the best. First is the website, trademarkfactory.com. Very simple. There's a big button there that says uh, get, get get your free call, something like that. Uh, the other possibility is check out our YouTube channel. I've published more than a thousand videos, I think, at this point okay. uh, about trademarks. They're all free. It's YouTube. And uh, if you had any questions about trademarks, you were probably going to find your answers there and more. Uh, so that's that that would probably be the the easiest way to connect. Uh, and uh, there's an email on 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 the website. There's a phone number. There's just a million other ways. But yeah, great, great, Andrea. I really appreciate your time. I think that um, our listeners are are getting a lot out of out of this. Um, and and everybody, as you start up your brands, make sure that you're trademarking them. And if you're not sure if you can. Reach out to Andre at Trademark Factory and find out if you can or not. And if you can't, find out what you need to do to make it happen. So, Andre, Thanks. appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I, I, I think it was a, a great conversation and uh, look forward to, uh, you know, staying in touch with you and seeing how else we can contribute to the to the world. Great. Thank you. Everybody, thank you. Uh, this week, uh, Andre... Minkoff with Trademark Factory was our guest, and I will see you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.